0: Hi, I'm Marty. And I'm Jesse, And we're Hearthstone Legal. And this is our Toolbox Tuesdays. Today, Jesse, extensions of time.
1: Yeah, so you heard us talk about variations last last session. Yes. Um, variations are a big deal. They are. Um, you should definitely listen to that podcast, whether you're a builder or you're an owner.
0: 100%. Um,
1: subby or not, yep. the variations are probably the most contentious issue. But but they
0: do have a flow-on effect for extensions of time and practical completion. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to cover today in Toolbox Tuesdays. Here we go. Hearthstone Legal presents a real talk of the good, the bad and everything in between. For all things business and construction law, whether it's navigating a dispute, the QBCC or guidance on a contract, we give you a rundown of some of the do's and the don'ts these are digestible chats on topics that you might hear in our office of an afternoon daunting not anymore here's law clarified
1: she is way better at that than I would ever be yeah yeah That's you why. both have good voices though
0: no, she's oh, so good yeah so good. glad we got her um, so episode 2 we talked about variations yes and I dropped in a little comment to say sometimes variations can require extensions of time. Yes,
1: and extensions of time are, throwing back to the first episode, a contractual mechanism to give you a bit more time to do what you need to do.
0: Yes, and we'll just say this isn't legal advice because every contract is a little bit different.
1: Everyone is different. It's um, like people.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. So you do need to read your contract. You can't just rely on some of the, you know, stuff we might be saying casual yeah. comments here and there.
1: Yeah, like it's important to actually know what the words that you've agreed to say.
0: A- and what the terms actually mean. Yeah,
1: so why why would you get an extension of time?
0: There's lots of reasons. Sometimes <coughs> that you can... Oh. This is oh. Uh, Bob. Oh. Uh, I thought we were done with Bob. Um, oh, no. Oh, sh- I would like I to, point to point out there was a, an error in the door. Communications. Oh. There is no other commandment for a reason.
1: Oh, really? Mm. What? Well, you can just make as many commandments as you want. I I said this last week.
0: That's true. You are the building God. Well, it it was implicitly in commandment number three, seven, eight, and nine, if uh, you know your commandments.
1: Mm. Oh. mm, Bob, (sighs) you're going to get technical with us.
0: Oh well, Bob's come to the right place. He's, he's we love come, a good technical he, argument. We
1: do love a good technical <laughs> argument, but Bob implied terms are not really favoured by courts. No. No, no. It's a
0: whole different podcast. I'm they, not sure that we have the time for that today. Yeah, well
1: if our listeners want to listen to a podcast about equity and all the the other stuff that comes with unjust enrichment and all those sorts of things. Yes. Like, feel free to let us know, um, spam us if yeah. you if you feel the need. Yes, we'll uh, do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll absolutely talk about equity, but God, we could go on for an hour, an hour we and could. a half and still not reach a logical conclusion.
0: Exactly, because yeah. that's what lawyers do. Yeah, yeah. And we
1: just talk nonsense <laughs> for an hour and hopefully something good happens.
0: But yes, if you ask, we shall provide.
1: Yes, but at this stage, Bob, yes, I, Bob. The, the question hasn't been asked and I don't agree with you, mate. I don't agree implied terms and not real terms
0: but your comments are noted and we thank you for that and uh, we will now just continue with the planned podcast uh, yeah we'll
1: keep it in mind thanks for the um, the director's note
0: yeah you continue as you were oh Oh, good thank you thanks Bob (laughs) how do you turn this off I think Bob needs some assistance yeah
1: I agree like I've tried to zoom with Bob Uh, it's a nightmare yeah (laughs) <laughs> like, you'd think he'd have a receptionist or a secretary or something. You'd think so. No, the Almighty just does or doesn't do things. Mm. Maybe we should lend him COVID.
0: Jane, our amazing paralegal. Yeah, we,
1: we could.
0: Yeah, send her for a little holiday.
1: Or God can afford his own paralegal.
0: <laughs> <to> Possibly. <you. laughs> oh, dear. All right, well, hopefully no more interruptions from Bob. Yeah, I hope not. Extensions of time. Yes. So, again, read your contract, but... Um, if something happens, yes. Someone wants something different, and it's going to take a period of time to order that thing, whatever it might be. Tiles, we love to use tiles. It's my favourite example. Um, if there is a significant weather event, yes, we just experienced one of those here for those of our listeners who were in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: New South Wales, well, pretty much the entire. That's right. New South Wales and Queensland <laughs> copped right. it again. Yes,
0: very true. Um, if there are delays, if the homeowner causes a problem, and yes. you have to suspend works for whatever reason,
1: yes,
0: there's all different bases for asking for an extension of time to the date for practical completion. Yes, and it's it's become a real big issue. It I mean, has. it's it's always been an issue, right?
1: Yes, and it's more. It's more the reverse situation. So, in this situation, um, in previous episodes, we we've talked about the an- annoying girlfriend, right? Yes. In this case, when you're asking for extensions of time, but you're not putting them in writing or doing them properly, really, you're being the the douchebag, mm. the the boyfriend that is, I don't know, not communicating his feelings properly. Mm. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, we don't want that. We're not in a a twenty twenty two gentleman doesn't doesn't not communicate his feelings.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Um, and I've, I've found that in a lot of these matters where variations are needed and they're arguing and discussing variations and things like that um, and there's delays to extension of time, that can actually compromise the builder's ability to claim the actual extension of time that they're talking about. Mm. So to use an example, for instance... Um, if you have a, if you are doing a build, I am not going to use tiles. Um, oh, I, I, lo- I love tiles, but uh, <laughs> are
0: they etched? Yeah,
1: I am going to move away from it a little Fair bit. Fair enough. And you th- can
0: have a different thing that you use.
1: Say you are doing a variation and you you are putting a pool in the ground, mm-hmm. and very last minute, the um the owner turns around to you and is like, "Oh no, I don't actually want that pool anymore. I want this pool." Mm. The factory probably hasn't made that pool shell. Lucky. So it's going to take a week two weeks, however long it takes um, for them to do the pool shell. Mm. There's no problem in the variation process. They sign off on the variation, yep, tick, sweet.
0: Oh, great, because you got the variation in writing and signed. Got signed and in
1: writing, obeyed the commandments. Wonderful, great. Oh, shout out to Bob. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you didn't get your extension of time request. Mm-hmm. The build has to stop for a period of time when you're installing a pool shell because you can't do things like your external outs... Uh, landscaping outdoors, you can't do the tiles, the paving, all that sort of stuff. That's right. Excavation of your backyard kind of stops in that little bit of period. Mm. That's normal. But if you, you as the builder don't get your extension of time request in and something goes wrong with the owner, mm. when you get to practical completion to what, two weeks out from your s- original schedule, they might turn around and say, well, you're late. Yes. You have delay damages that are accrued. And s- in a lot of contracts, delay damages aren't fatal. mm But they're annoying.
0: They are annoying and everyone has an argument about it. Yeah.
1: And um, the owners feel entitled to it. Uh, Usually the builders will feel somewhat entitled because they've done some extra work for free. Mm. But that's not the contractual mechanism that operates when you're having a a delay to your actual practical completion date. Mm. So it's important to, one, have a valid reason for an extension of time. Yes. And please be aware that in the 2022 building climate, the contracts haven't quite caught up with the current issues that everybody's facing.
0: No, definitely um, not.
1: So it's it's the insertion of or consideration of special conditions that you would get with supplier delays, mm. for instance. Supplier delays aren't normally an extension of time reason. No. Um, at least in the plain sense of that contract. Or supplier cost increases mm. as a reason for the extension. Maybe costs are going to go down in three weeks, but right now they're through the roof because everyone's decided they want my favourite etched tiles. Yes, They could go down, sure, but if you can't get an extension of time for that three weeks, you're going to be on the hook usually for three weeks' delay damages unless you can make up the time elsewhere. Mm. And as always as litigators, we say, when in doubt, don't.
0: Yes, or when in doubt, put it in writing. And put it in writing. Um, And flowing on from that, I I think the very – sorry, not the variation, that extension of time commandment flows neatly into commandment two, which was communicating with your clients. Yes um tell your client early that there is going to be a delay yes most of the contracts and again they're a little bit different you need to be familiar with what the mechanisms are in your contract that you are using but usually if you become aware that there is an issue that's going to cause a delay you only have a certain period of time and it's quite short yes. to notify the owner it, of it, that
1: it's not long at all you have
0: you can't Forget about it. You can't mention it in a passing conversation and, you know, back to the she'll be right mate kind of stuff. It just fucking doesn't work. No. Get it. Up front, tell the owner. Put it in writing. Explain to them what the issue is. Yes. Explain to them how that delay is going to result in their work or their project being completed later than expected. Get it signed off move on with the job. Yeah,
1: And in this current climate where everybody's facing massive uh, supply increases mm. and uh, supply shortages, uh, it is paramount that you give yourself enough time. Yes. Don't underestimate, don't shortcut yourself. If you think that it is going to take 10 days at least to get the, the items that you need onto the site, then you have to organise your subbies and your installers. Mm-hmm. Um, Or if you are a subby you have to organize to get yourself out there. In the current weather conditions, yes, you have wet weather allowances usually under your contracts, but subbies... They often don't because no. they don't enter into those written agreements that we talked about in episode one.
0: And they often move to other jobs. No,
1: and that's exactly right. So, you need to be organised and you need to be organised in such a way that you have enough time to complete it. Mm. So, that practical completion date is ever-looming, but you can delay it with proper extension of time. Requests.
0: Yes, yes. The other thing is too, um, weather often causes a problem um, because we we can't control the weather. No. Um, you Most contracts say or, or, or give period of time and allowance which you can nominate but if you want to rely on extra days because of weather you have to have used up the nominated yes. days in the contract first before you go adding extra ones on i've seen a lot of disputes where people literally are going to past weather weather forecasts to prove actually it did rain on this day
1: Look, i'm going to be honest marty i <laughs> i had a solicitor once write to me and had that copy pasted Like they sent me a Bureau of Meteorology Saying <laughs> actually the, the the precipitation Or whatever the levels were
0: Precipitation was, was
1: only at X millimetres Which meant that that's not a real wet weather day
0: Oh wow And I'm
1: just sitting there and I'm like
0: oh. oh.
1: So I had to copy paste to him The rest of the weather forecast for the rest oh of the week and I was like mate Why are we having an argument oh. about this? So what did I do? As I said in the the pilot, I just picked up the phone and I said, "What are we doing, mate?" Yes, really clever. We're we going to have a fight about this. It's like, well, my instructions are: well, it wasn't raining that day, and your client wasn't entitled to claim it.
0: It's Ooh, one day. It's one day. I know. Gosh, lawyers can be so uh, difficult. Yeah,
1: and I understand because sometimes clients are dicks, right? True. It doesn't it? Doesn't really matter. Like that. These are the principles that we're talking about mm. when you get caught in principle. Um, and I completely understand that maybe that they wanted something for this one day their property wasn't moving no their build wasn't moving they weren't getting anything at the moment at all Mm. so to be arguing over a a reasonable extension of time request in circumstances where for the entire week it rained and one day was less than average rain i'm not sure on what basis they say that you can just come out and do work for that day. Yes. when you have an actual building schedule that you need to adhere yeah. to. Yeah.
0: And often that kind of tomfoolery as well in circumstances where a lot of contracts if there is a liquidated damages clause. Yes. It's usually 50 bucks a day. Yeah. Are we really going to spend legal fees arguing about whether there's an extra $50 deducted from the contract price? These are the sorts of commercial realities and yeah. I know we bang on a lot about You've got your contract. You've got to follow the mechanisms one hundred percent. Like w- we those would those are your entitlements. Exactly, yeah. we would never step down from that. But there is also the commercial reality. Yeah, and sometimes y- you need to just say, oh, oh, "I'm yeah. going to let that go." And if you're arguing about one day fifty dollars, oh, I mean, yeah, come on, mate, like, you've got better things to do. And in
1: most builds, you you have a lot of time, mm. like for. Liquidated damages to be worth much, and with reference to a contract, and it needs to be significant delays. Yes. unless the clause says, I don't know, 200 dollars a day.
0: Yes, because you're building some multi-million-dollar mansion on riverfront. Yeah, and it's worth that. So, yeah.
1: and and that's it's unfortunate that people get bogged down in those sorts of details mm. because at the end of the day, when you're dealing with a contract that's five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars at least at the moment. And delay damage is fifty bucks a day and they're a month overdue. It's nothing. Yes. It's yeah. absolutely nothing.
0: So don't don't be flippant about it. Yeah. But be sensible. Yeah. But as we said, extension of times, if there is a delay, yeah. whether it's because of something out of your control or whether it's because yeah. of a variation that's gonna cause some extra time because of lead times. Yeah. Communicate it early, fill your forms in, get the owner's consent to that.
1: That's right. And it falls back into um, one of Bob's commandments as well, because it impacts your practical completion.
0: It does. And
1: if you're not, if you're not in time with your building contract, you're in substantial breach. If you haven't followed it, mm-hmm. so you're really messing with Bob. Yes. At this stage, and you're messing with him primarily on the basis that you should have done something earlier. Mm. There's nothing you can really do about it at the time because an extension of time request has to be made at the time that you're aware. Yes. So, now you're in continuing breach of your own contr- contract. Mm-hmm. Further that lo- further that goes along, you're in substantial breach and they can now terminate. Yes. You will never see that practical completion payment.
0: Mm. Or you get to practical completion, which we'll talk about in a moment, and then you end up getting into a huge argument because it's a week late and someone wants $500 credit. And then you end up not getting your whole practical completion yeah. payment. And it's a problem.
1: Yeah, or they're withholding it or mm. they dispute it and all of a sudden it goes into a trust account somewhere and then you have to pay us more than their liquidated damages claim to sort it out.
0: Yes, which we don't mind. Yeah, well, it keeps um, us in a job. But I'm we'd, really
1: happy to take your money.
0: We'd rather that you don't have to do that. Well, that's exactly it. We'd rather that you spend that money on us at the start to educate you yeah. as to how to avoid these problems yeah. in the future.
1: So, the answer is spend early, spend late, wait. Yes. So... If I had to put that in a saying, spend late, (laughs) wait.
0: I thought you were going to say something like, spend early, save later or something like that. Buy now, (laughs) get one free. Uh, No, no.
1: Um,
0: So practical completion also, you've now experienced having done this for a couple of years with me. Yes. Is also a big point of dispute in contracts. Yes. Because there's a dispute about whether the work actually has reached practical completion. Yes, that's right. There's also a dispute about did the proper process happen? And that, again, coming back to reading your contract, there's a process that has to be followed. Yes. And not following it can really screw you out of a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Some people take possession of their house before they've paid you. Yes. and That's a big problem. Uh, It's
1: great for builders.
0: (laughs) Well. Well. And
1: this is a tool to- Toolbox Tuesday. Like, if you're a builder and your client has adversely repossessed the home, moved in without your blessing, and it's practical completion time, then you've got good grounds to to sue them for that.
0: You do, but you've got to get the money. And wouldn't it have been better if you had have avoided that in the first place? Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. You're at the tail end of this dispute, and we'll talk to talk about disputes at the tail end of um, this, this series, mm. but... Um, you want to avoid that in practical completion and being clear and concise in your communication with the owner in this period is particularly crucial. Yes. They're sensitive. They have just forked out four hundred plus thousand dollars yes. to you, mate. Yes. They hold you personally responsible for their hopes and dreams in this moment.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, you, they do. <laughs> they, they are indebted for this for the next twenty five to thirty years of their life. This is a Tuesday for you, mate. Yes. So there's emotions are high at this point. Um, endorphins are, are flowing. They want to get in. They're, they're ready to go. And then they have to go and point out all the imperfections in their new home.
0: Mm-hmm. Which they're going to see. Yes. And look, w- w- there is a process. We encourage you to read your contract and understand what that process is. You must do a walkthrough. Yep. There's going to be minor defects and emissions that are pointed out. Oh, I've had an experience in the past where someone was complaining that a door handle hadn't been properly screwed onto the door and therefore the house wasn't practically shut complete. it down. Yeah,
1: shut it down. <laughs> the contract's over. We're done here. We're and- absolutely done. I can't believe this. You're not getting your practical completion payment of $140,000. That door is
0: fucked. Exactly. And part of me is like, just pick up a screwdriver, mate, and tighten it. It's not a big deal. <gasps> but
1: don't you dare be reasonable, Marty. Who are you? <laughs> As in to the, tell me the owner who just spent four hundred grand <laughs> on this door handle <laughs> alone—it's
0: their castle. It yeah. really is. Yeah. You know that great Australian movie. It's their castle. If there is some, if there's minor defects and, om- and omissions, get them done. Just yeah. get them done. Sort them. Uh, happy days. You leave. You get paid. End of story. Yep. Um, be mindful of what your contract says about what actually is practically. Complete, there's a yes. definition, understand it, um, and go through that process and make sure that you leave these people in a house that is of great quality because we assume that all of our clients are excellent builders and who do good work. But
1: these people that are listening may not be clients yet. And That's we don't true. assume that you're a good builder <laughs> because we haven't given you any advice on your contracts. So come and have a chat to us.
0: Yeah. And do everything in your power to make sure that you get paid, you get that last payment and everyone leaves and you're happy. A- absolutely. Um, what are some of the things, Jesse, that you think happen post-practical completion that cause a problem?
1: Oh, it's going to get accusatory, to be honest. Um, but I think that issues in terms of that practical completion area is, I don't want to say architects. Um, that's, not, that's not fair on that profession. But there, there is a significant disconnect um, between independent and I use parentheses or quotes for people mm. that are just listening. Um, these independent experts to come in and just say, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. Mm. Now, they're paid to point out problems on behalf of the owner. If they, they don't point anything out, they might not feel like they're earning their paycheck. Mm. That can create a litigation issue when there really isn't any. Yes, The owners will get entrenched in this quote-unquote independent expert report. Spoilers, if you hide them, they're not. Entirely independent until such a time as we, as lawyers, hire them and give them like a massive document that says you need to tell the court these things. Correct. So, no independent expert that you've hired is necessarily an expert until mm. they've engaged in that proce- proper process. They're going to be biased, and that's when the the communication barriers break down. Mm. And that can often be adverse repossession of the house. The owners just come in and go, no, nah, you're done. Get yep. out. Yep. We're not paying anything else. These are defects. It can result in pre- like really early complaints to the QBCC when it's not necessary.
0: Yes, that happens uh, a lot. And we'll talk about the QBCC in the next episode. Yeah. Um, I think the, the real issues are just making sure... Early that you've set up your expectations with your client yes. and you know what your obligations are yes once the keys are handed over and you've got your money that's right um you are tied to that property for a significant period of time that's right
1: even even many years down the line you're not many, building anymore
0: many many years you've retired yep. you're living your best life yep. If there's a problem, you're still going to have to turn up and deal with it.
1: That's right. So, it is commandment two. Mm. Communicate communicate early. Say, yes, there will be minor defects. I've identified A through E. Yes. Um, this is the timeline that I've proposed to fix them. Mm. Don't just rock up on that walk-in inspection and go, oh, yeah, she'll be right, mate. Yeah, I'll get that fixed up. I'll get that but Yeah, 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 she'll be done. No. Give them a time. If you have identified an issue as you're walking through, have a plan on how to, to resolve that. Mm.
0: And stick to that plan. That's
1: right. The key is to be so well prepared that you never have to speak to us. Mm. Well, except in the preliminary stages. Yes. But that's how you, <laughs> you, once you understand your documents, once you understand how to get to practical completion in accordance with your actual contract, not just in accordance with how you were trained to do it at TAFE mm. or at uni mm. or like in your engineering degree or whatever it might be, Know what your documents are. Know how to achieve it in accordance with what your documents are. Once you're there, remember that it's a business. You want to be able to openly communicate with your clients. You want to be able to put them on notice, give them an adequate time frame Mm. so that you complete the rest of the house. Yes. And you sign it over, you hand it over. Be open to the process. Don't, Don't just close off or get defensive.
0: Yes, absolutely. And just as we said, get everything in writing. Yep,
1: signed in writing.
0: Yep. And be familiar with the terms of your contract. Yeah, I listen. feel like we say that a lot, like we're broken records. But these are these are seemingly simple, straightforward, logical things that that's often right. just get forget, get forgotten.
1: Yeah, and it's something that you don't need to really like get married to or anything like no, that. No, that's right. But in my limited understanding, I think you should treat your contract like you would treat your wife. Right? Yes. You should know it intimately. You should know it inside and out. You should know it when it has problems mm. and you should know it where it's really good for you. Yes. But it's a work in progress and it, it will never be perfect. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I actually don't have anything else to say about extensions of time or practical completion.
1: Not at this stage. No. I think that we will revisit practical completion Um in the future, maybe Possibly, maybe yeah. more technically. But if you want to hear more about, well, what the hell will these guys talk about for practical completion for 10 minutes I and mean, mm. I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. If you don't understand, <laughs> ask some questions. We'll come back to it later.
0: Exactly. And if you are feeling a bit concerned about the extension of time clause that is in your contract and you think that maybe you might need something like a little mm. bit extra, especially considering the current climate, yeah. we're happy to talk to, about that as well with you. Absolutely. Um, because as we said at the start – Every contract is a little bit different. Every client needs something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and we can assist you in tailoring those things to protect yourself yeah. and give you the, the best opportunity and chance to get paid fully at the end of the job and have a happy client who's going to give you a great review. Yeah, that's That's excellent for your business. So that's what we can do.
1: Or if they're unhappy, still getting you paid. Yes. No, that's the important part is that you can get your contract done. Because yes. at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. That's right. Um, it's important to remember that. Mm.
0: But
1: yeah. Okay. So, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Um, the boss told me it was my turn for a legal fact.
0: Yes. I would like an interesting legal fact, please. Oh, I'm. Um,
1: oh, it's hard because I wanted to do like an, an overly technical one about a snail in a bottle, but no one's going to care about that because no one's going to listen to that. <laughs> um, but did you know in Western Australia, you can't possess more than 50 kilos of potatoes. What? It's an offence, yeah.
0: But I love potatoes. Yeah, but it
1: was brought in during the uh, Great Depression. Oh. So, essentially, you can't possess weed, you can't possess MDMA, you can't possess methamphetamine, cocaine. Or, or 50 kilograms of potatoes, unless you... Like, personal possession of that much potato is a crime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also not good for our carb macros. No, no. It would
1: be <laughs> devastating to <laughs> me at this stage, I think.
0: Well, I um, will make sure I am very careful about my potato consumption in Western Australia. God, I'm jealous. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What I wouldn't do for 50 kilos of potatoes.
0: Oh, my goodness. Imagine the chips and mashed potato, yum. Amazing. Mm. Well, we could talk about food all day, but we won't because we'll get hungry. No,
1: no. Instead, we'll send you on your way, and we hope that you have a a lovely evening, afternoon, or whenever you choose to listen to this. That's right. We'll catch you guys next time.
0: On episode four. See you then.